welcome Josie to the podcast. I'm so excited to have her here today. She's just like this beautiful, illuminating light. And I feel like she just like leaves sparkle wherever she goes, like a fairy. <laughs> like that's how I see you. <laughs> I love um, that. So I'm so glad you're here. Uh, we're going to jump right into the conversation today. So Josie, can you share with the listeners a little bit, a little bit about who you are? Yes. Hello, Stacy. I am so happy and excited to be here today. I am Josie. I am a mom to a 13-month-old, which blows my mind to even say that he's 13 months old. I am a coach and I coach moms who are more than just moms who are ready to step into that fullness of who they are, who are ready to, I love that you say I'm the sparkle fairy, save. I want these moms to feel like they leave sparkles wherever they go and they're just lighting up the world world. Honestly, that is my mission, my passion. And um, yeah, my, me and my husband have been together for 12 years, married for this year. Uh, We do a long distance relationship right now. He works out in North Dakota and I am home with this baby and podcasting and coaching. And so it's a lot, but it's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Well, you make it look easy. That's for sure. Cause that's, yeah, that's tough. Like doing the momming and parenting on your own some days, but I can just feel and tell like you and your husband, like he's just seems like he's so connected and supportive of you, even when he's not there, you can just sense that. So I'm glad you have him and shout out to the hubs. Yes, we have to, we have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So You've had like, you've shared on your podcast and just on social media too, like you've had this really huge transformation that you've kind of bloomed into. And so I would like for you to just kind of share how that transformation started and what went, what went on through all of that and like where you're at now. I would love to share that story with you all. So yes, so I've been going through a transformation, especially coming into motherhood. So when I, I always said to myself, I made this vow, when I become a mom, I'm just gonna be this fun mom and carefree and have all the fun. But literally the moment I became a mom, I put on that ponytail and I put Mm. on the mom jeans and my nose to the ground. And I just decided this is my life now. This is going to be really hard. And I just kept saying that every day. This is really hard. This is going to be really hard. And what did it end up being? Just exactly what I was saying. I was prophesizing over my life, this challenge. And my coach at the time was like, when was the last time you went outside? When did you go see your friends? Have you done anything? No, I became a mom and I decided that it meant that I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to look after this child and life's going to be hard. And so the moment she shifted that for me, I started going on walks again. I started going out to restaurants. I started being me and taking my son with me. And that journey, oh my gosh, I can feel like goosebumps right now just thinking about it because it just took that cloud that was in front of my eyes. And I was able to do that blooming of like coming into my own. I am a mom. Yes. But I'm also Josie. (laughs) I am Josie and I'm a mom. It's not, I'm a mom and I'm Josie. So when I took that identity for myself as I'm going to live my life and I'm going to bring my son on this journey, 
beautiful things happen. I started the Make Life Fun podcast and it's Make Life Fun, especially in motherhood. And I took him with me on that journey. He was on my lap for most of the earlier recordings. He was right there with me. And if you would have told me that was going to happen, I would have said to you, no, because I've I have to be professional and professional people don't have their kids in their podcasts and professional people aren't posting pictures of their kids on Instagram. Like I had this mindset that it had to look a certain way. And the moment I was able to shift that and take on the identity as I get to be me, I get to be myself as I'm walking this mom journey, as I'm doing this mom walk, it all shifted. So today, like you said, I'm making it look easy because that's my intention now. My intention is motherhood is fun. My intention is motherhood is easy. My intention is I get to create the life I want. And that's going to trickle down to my son one day saying, I get to create my life the way I want. I get to create my reality. That is my mission for him to know that. And so by me living out my passion and doing the life that I, that lights me up and helping women in this way, it's just, yeah, it just gives me life. And so, like you said, it has been an adventure in the last, <laughs> last two years, last two years. And yeah. I've done a lot, a lot of work and it started with my intention setting and it started with my mindset and just shifting those words that I were using that were disempowering me, that were bringing me down and making me not feel good. Like I'm just mm-hmm. a mom. Um, it's going to be hard now for the next 18 years. I guess this is my life. <laughs> yeah. Those were disempowering words and I was living them every day. And the moment that I shift that to, I get to be me, I get to live my dream life as a mom, I get to have fun. It gets to be easy. Then all those things start showing themselves to me. I didn't even have to do anything. Like it almost felt like magic happened just by me shifting the words (laughs) that I was saying to myself. (laughs) Yeah, that is so good. I mean, we could touch on so many good things you shared, but I'll kind of stick to what stood out to me. Um, It's that we are like these divine creatures, right? Mm -hmm. Like we were created by God, our creator. Like he's given us so much power within our mindset to be able to transform the state of being that we're in the life we have. Like you weren't even taking any like real action other than like, let me change the way I'm thinking about what this mom life is. And I can relate to that so much. And becoming a mom for the first time, I had so, so much anxiety around hearing all these things about how hard it's going to be. And, oh my gosh, it's going to be tough. So little did I know I was planting those seeds in my mind that it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. I can't go anywhere. I can't take my baby. I need to just stay home and breastfeed in my little cocoon, which ended up causing feelings of isolation and depression and postpartum depression. So it like, it didn't serve me to entertain those kind of thoughts. So I just want to really hone in on the fact that you have as an individual, as a human, as a mom, when you're connected to God, you have this power that is upon you that you can use to transform your life. So like that power is within you. You just have to decide and be intentional about it. It's It's definitely a choice. And then I love that someone gave you the permission to step outside of that, like, Hey, you can go outside, like you can go do these things. And it's, it's crazy how sometimes we need that individual to give us that permission. And I love how God will send somebody. He does it in so many different ways. If we're looking, he'll send somebody to say, Hey, have you, have you thought about this? And it really just opens up that permission for us mm-hmm. to do what we want. 
And then you talked about your son, like you're so much of a better mom when you're not like taking on this identity that you think you're supposed to versus just walking in the path of your uniqueness Mm -hmm. and who God has called you to be because he's paired you with that little baby for a purpose. (laughs) So it's, it's so good. I'm so glad you shared all of that with us. Um, Can you talk about what maybe was your biggest obstacle and coming to the point that you're in now, because I know like sometimes like you can start this transformation and then you have like sometimes these little thoughts or setbacks or <laughs> whatever it may be. So can you, can you kind of share what your biggest obstacle has been in transforming and continuing to evolve and transform? Yeah. So I call it, it's a remembering. So every time that I'm always, I'm not a perfect person. I am a human being <laughs> with this divine power inside of me. And so I say, it's a remembering. It's a coming back to my true essence. And it's a coming back to knowing who I am and whose I am always. And it's consistently. So yeah, I still have thoughts that sometimes creep up that says, yeah, this is hard. Today is hard. My husband's been gone for seven weeks and oh my gosh, this is really hard. But then I have to come back to I get to decide. I get to choose. I get to. And that has been the powerful shift is that I get to. Nobody is forcing it on me. Nobody is putting a gun to my head and saying, this is the life you're going to live. I get to be in this journey. I get to be in this life. And so it's a remembering of always that I have a choice. And I think that keeps us from feeling so stuck. Because I think as moms, sometimes we do, we get that place where we're just feeling so stuck and we're like you said isolation by ourselves feeling so stuck and you can hear my little man he's supposed to actually be in a nap right now and yeah he's awake (laughs) um but yeah so sometimes we feel so stuck and we don't know what to do next and it's always like a remembering remembering ourselves when we were powerful remembering ourselves when we did something where we were so terrified but we did it anyway remembering all our wins is something that I always come back to is remembering my wins because there are days that I do I get down on myself there are days that it's it's not easy, but I always tell myself, like, I could remember when I was powerful, when I did do the thing, even though I was terrified and that has been a game changer for me. So it is, like you said, with the trend transformation, sometimes it's really hard to go back and be that person. Cause you're like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know who she is anymore, is but <laughs> yes, but I give that, that me that when she creeps back up and that self-doubt comes in. I give her a lot of love and a lot of compassion and a lot of grace. Mm. Like I am so kind and more generous with myself than I've ever been in my whole life. I am so like loving myself (laughs) up all the time. Like when I walk past a mirror, I will make eye contact with myself and just like look myself in the eye. I will say, actually say good morning to myself. Like I'm here. And so just being so intentional with like loving on myself and that I'm a human but I get to, I get to live a good life. I get to be happy. And it starts by loving up on yourself and remembering who you are, remembering who you were before you became a mom, remembering who you were all the times that you did the things that were so terrifying, so hard, because we have it in us to remember that. And still we are. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can be so critical of ourselves Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And then I think that can come in even stronger when you become a mom, especially if you, are someone who is like in a position where you know how important motherhood is and you know how important like you've had your mom impact you and then you're like oh I want to make the same impact or there's certain things she did I don't want to do like there's all of these voices and thoughts that are coming in 
So I think it's really important to, like you talked about coming back to yourself and then showing yourself grace and compassion. Like, Mm. I love that we're talking more about self-love at a deeper level these days. And part of self-love is what you've talked about, which is showing the parts of yourself that are not really showing up as your best version of yourself sometimes with compassion and grace. Like I see you. And I like one of my big motivators in doing what I, all that I do is I want moms to feel seen. And sometimes you feel like nobody else sees you. Right. And it's like, well, for one, I know that God sees me. So I got that. Like, and then sometimes like what you're kind of talking about, it lines up with, you've got to see yourself Yes, like before anybody else sees you or validates you or validate your own self. Okay. <laughs> like, yes talk to yourself and they were like, Hey girl, like I've done that. I started doing that lately. I'm like, girl, you did a good job today. Mm-hmm. Or like, if I do something good, I tell myself great job because like, I'll do that to other people mm-hmm. like at work. If they do something well, if I do something well at work, like you did a great job on that project, Stacey. And I'm like, well, thanks sis. And you're not crazy. Right. Like, cause I think that's what some people may like, isn't a little insanity, but you're, you have the thoughts going anyway. So let's, why not direct them? on what they're going to do the focus they- it's our focused attention it means everything and sometimes our minds will wander and be negative and so if we can voice it it's like that interruption it's that pattern yes. interrupt of like I may th- be thinking something that doesn't feel so good but I'm going to say something that feels good and I think our the words that come out of our mouth are so powerful and they're either giving us life or they're tearing us down yeah so I do not think it's crazy to talk to yourself and you don't have to answer yourself, but you should definitely tell yourself that you're doing a fantastic job. That's so funny. Yeah. I think it's crazy not to talk to yourself, but I, what keeps standing out to me is how powerful this whole mindset shift and redirecting your thoughts is. I think sometimes when you first hear something like that, maybe for the first time or like your, your eyes and ears are a little bit more open than they've been before. It can kind of sound kind of woo woo or out there. But it's like, don't sleep on how much of an impact your thought patterns can make on the life that you mm-hmm. want to lead. Like everything starts with the thought. So that's why it's so important to nail that down. And so I love that you're talking about all of that. There's this, there's this concept that you've been talking about where you talk about like being connected to your body. And I mm-hmm. love that. Can you share like exactly what you mean when you say that? And then for people that want to start on that journey to feel more connected to themselves, like what they can do. Yes, that has been life-giving to me. I started um, my embodiment practice about three years ago where this was introduced to me, embodiment. And I had no idea. I was so disconnected from my body. I was saying like my body was in another country and I was just here walking through life. I was just do going through the motions, showing up as this like shell of a person. I don't even want to say that because it sounds so awful, but really that was my life because I was so not in my body. I was not owning who I am. And so that's what started my own embodiment journey. And I took this course, this coaching course to learn about embodiment thinking, I'm going to take this course to help other people. This is all about other people. And of course, what happens is when you're going in to help others, you have to help yourself first. It's that same thing. You have to put in your own oxygen mask. And so for six months, I was in this intensive course of learning what it means to connect in your body. And that means actually like feeling your breath going inside and outside of your nose, feeling your belly rise, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling the back of your body. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I didn't even know that I could feel my back body because I was so disconnected to myself that I had that thought 
had never crossed my mind. Josie, what does the back of you feel like? What does your bomb feel like on the seat right now? Mm-hmm. Do you feel any sensation on your body? Is it hot or is it cold? Like, what are you feeling right now? What's your mood? Like those type of questions I'd never, ever been brought to my attention before. And so for the first time, people were asking me these questions and I had no idea how to even describe the sensations. I had no idea how to describe the feelings I was feeling because for so long, I just was baking it till I make it. I was walking on autopilot, plastering a smile on my face and being the life of the party. But deep inside, I was not a happy person. I was sad. I was disconnected. And I was looking for other people to make me feel happy always. And by doing embodiment, what I learned is that it starts with me. I have to fill my own cup. I have to be in my body completely centered, meaning like drop down to my core, the bottom of my stomach, like feel myself here in my body. And once I did that, what happened was like we were talking about earlier that connecting to the higher power, I started having these insights, these revelations. I started writing things that were coming to me that I, they're so beautiful. They're not Mm -hmm. even my, I say they're not even my words because they're just given to me. They're gifts because now I have connected with myself and I have, I have this direct line to spirit. I have this direct line to my divine team and it feels so life-giving. I feel so much more powerful and so much more in control of myself. And I can't believe for so many years, I was so not in control. I was so just saying yes, when I wanted to say no, so many times I said yes, when I wanted to say no, I was hanging out with people that were disempowering me that weren't true to me. They didn't care about me at all. And I was just not a happy human, but I looked happy. If you would to know me back then, you would have not said that Josie was not a happy person because I just plastered on that face and I was people pleasing left and right. But the moment I got embodied, I started connecting to myself and I started trusting. It's a whole thing. It's like a ripple effect. I started trusting myself. I started loving myself. I started valuing myself. I started having priorities that were like true. Like this is what it is and nothing else. And I started speaking up. And when I started speaking up, people started listening and taking notice. And what I saw was the change in my husband, the change in my mom, the change in my siblings. And everybody else around me starting to feel that embodied because I can stand in my truth and it gives them permission without me even saying a word to do the same. So it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Just let, let's just let that soak in. Okay. For a few moments, like, oh my gosh. And I, uh, I resonated with so much of what you said, especially being a recovering people pleaser Mm -hmm. And it made me think about it. It's like, you're a lot of times we're people pleasing because we don't, we're so far removed from ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't even know what, what, what would please us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so sad. It's like, it makes me think of the feeling of grief. Almost. It's like mm-hmm. a sense of you losing yourself because you're so wrapped into other people. You're so wrapped into the external. You're so wrapped into, is everybody else feeling comfortable? Mm-hmm. Does everybody else like what I'm doing right now? Like says, do you like what you're doing right now? And what a transformation that is. But once you get back connected to your essence, like you talked about and who you are, you can tap into that. And that's something that's been like a transformation for me in the last few months. Now, like before people be like, oh, we're going to go do this. Are you coming? And my normal thought pattern would be like, well, am I available? If I'm available? Yes. I need to go support this event. And now I'm like, wait, wait, Stace. 
do you really want to go to this? Mm-hmm. How are you going to feel after you go? Like, think about how you're going to feel after you go do this or that or that event. Are you going to feel good after you go? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, then you can politely say no. Yes. So that no I, is a full sentence. A full no. Sentence. You don't have to say no, but no. And it's just no today. That's not going to work for me. Thank you. (laughs) Like no full sentence. I know. I was talking to one of our other podcasting members that we, you may know her. I don't know if you do or not, but she's a therapist and I had her on my show and (laughs) I was talking through some boundary stuff and I was like, okay, so maybe I can say this. I can say no, but then blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you don't have to like, why are you trying to provide all this context? I'm like, well, I want them to know I didn't make it because of this and that. You don't have to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And, and then once you start doing it, you're like, oh my gosh, that felt so it empowering. So good. And it feels good for the other person too, because our no means a yes. They can find their yes. They can find the person who's going to be so into it. And it's going to be, they're going to co-create it together. And it's for yes. them. And you're not seeing that sometimes, but you could be a blockage, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you're people pleasing and blockage. So Mm -hmm. I I would definitely say that to any mom or anybody listening who's a people pleaser is just go down that path of doing the work because people pleasing and trying to make everybody else happy all the time. It doesn't serve anyone at the end of the day. It doesn't serve those people. You think it Mm -hmm. is. You're like, oh, well, they want me to do this or want me to do that, but you could end up enabling them. Mm-hmm. You could end up, you know, ruining the loyalty or the trust because there's not authenticity there. So I would say, don't, don't, don't not try to go down that path mm-hmm. and do the work that you need to do to resolve any issues you have around people. Please. Yeah. And it's a trauma response, really, honestly, I mean, that's what it was for me. That total disconnection was a trauma response that brought me to a place where I felt like I didn't have the power. I felt like I, it made me give that power away because it was so much easier to just be disassociated, disconnected, and mm. just be walking through life as a people pleaser than it was to get hurt, than it was to come back and to even have trust here. And so wow. it can be a trauma response and it's not your fault. Like the images we see in society is that per- woman who is so always say yes and who has it all together and who's perfect. And that's what society shows us. And when a woman, especially a black woman says no, or shows up a little angry or frustrated, it's looked upon a little differently. And so we are brought up seeing that in society. And so then we think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be that way. And so we put these masks on to, to save face, to be like the Joneses, so to speak. And we don't even do it intentionally. It's an unconscious thing that we do. Yeah. It's definitely, I think coping, it's a coping mechanism to trauma. And then sometimes like Gabby Bernstein talks about like big T trauma, little T trauma. So there's different levels to all this trauma that we go through, but it made me think about like growing up in mostly predominantly white communities. It was always like this face. I felt like I had to put on because I didn't want to put anybody off. I didn't want anybody to think that, oh, she's a misbehaving little black girl or, oh, she's a black girl who's dumb, or, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing, or, oh, that's the black girl, you know, and so I didn't realize I was creating these thought patterns in myself, that then, like, bleeds over into everything else, into this, I got to put on this face, I got to put on this image, and it's like, who are you, though, like, outside of being, like, polished, and (laughs) who are you? 
outside of that. Like, so I'm so glad you, you brought that up and addressed that side of things as well, too. I want to talk about some of like the practical things that you do every day to kind of stay in this embodiment space, to stay in your energetic flow, to stay connected to God and all of that. Like, what are some practical things that you continually do? Yes, I would love to share that. And I would also love to share because it's on my heart. So to me, the way I have defined trauma for myself is this might help somebody who's listening right now is that trauma is anything that happens to you that's out of your control that hurts you. That is the way it was explained to me. And it totally resonated and hit me in a way that was like, oh my gosh, wow. So anything that happened to me that was out of my control that hurt me can be conceived as trauma, big T or little T. But if you know that, then you can start to unravel and start to look at your life a little differently. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to bring that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, so practice for me is huge. So I say always, what are you practicing? Are you practicing being happy? Are you practicing being depressed? Are you practicing showing up in your life in a big way? Or are you shrinking? Because what we practice is what our life becomes. And so for me, practice is huge. So for me, non-negotiables during the day are I am meditating. I am praying. I have music going on. I am dancing with my son. I am finding time to play and go outside, even if it's for even five minutes, just to get that fresh air. I am always just trying to be so intentional. I'm setting intentions for how I want to feel that day, who I want to be that day. And any interaction, I always go in it with an intention. Like today for us, I wanted to be here and I wanted that message to get heard that you get to be you. That was my whole like thought this morning was you get to be you. You get to have the life that you want. You are powerful. You are a creator. And once we start to know that we can come back into this like embodied feeling of we have our power back. And so that is, that is, those are some of the practices that I do that are non-negotiable and they don't have to be all day practices, but having these intentions for myself keeps me balanced, keeps me centered and keeps me in flow, honestly. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I, I love how you touched on this because especially for moms, like sometimes we don't have 30 minutes mm-hmm. to do devotional, spend time with Jesus and like mm-hmm. one-on-one and, or do a long meditation. Like we don't always, especially when like your babies are like newborns mm-hmm. and like there's no time, but literally sometimes two minutes mm-hmm. of going attention. outside, two minutes of coming back to center, two minutes of doing some deep breath work, mm-hmm. two minutes of listening to a guided meditation can shift everything. Instead of scrolling through social media, like set it on your phone, like every two hours to get a reminder on your phone to just breathe, like just a reminder to just stop and take a breath. Um, yeah. That's it. Just one breath that brings you right back to the present moment that snaps you right back. And if you could do that for every two hours for just say a week, you'll start to see the change in yourself and then you'll be hooked. Cause for me now, I, I can't like, I cannot not meditate and pray. It is a given that that's going to happen. And that's because it's become so life-giving to me, but it starts with that one practice. So even if you were to set it on your phone every two hours, I'm going to have a buzzer go off. And when that buzzer goes off on my phone, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to feel my feet on the ground. I'm going to feel wherever I'm sitting just for a moment. And then I'm going to go right back to what I was doing. Yeah. And yeah, life gets busy and we, yeah. 
So good. Okay. So I have one more question for you because I know you grew up similar to me. And when it comes to like faith in God, like growing up in church, and I've been reconciling, reconciling my faith lately because there are these things that you've talked about now that I'm like, Oh my, have been so transformative to me that I didn't feel like I got growing up in like traditional church. Um, and then I talked to some people and they're like weary of doing things like meditation or talking about things that maybe weren't the terminology, wasn't the terminology used as they grew up in church. But like, for me, what I'm seeing now is like, there's this through line, there's like this thread that it's all connected and that we can't put God in a box of, you know, our faith in God can only look this way. He can use so many different modalities to heal us. Like he is so much bigger than the boxes we like to put him in. So can you like share with people that are maybe like, like this feels, some of this feels a little off from what I'm committed to doing or, mm-hmm. you know, like from a faith perspective and like what your thoughts are on, on that. Yes. So same. When I grew up, I thought Jesus was a man in the sky. And if I did bad, bad things happened. And so (laughs) that made me really turn off to God, honestly, because I thought I was just being punished all the time. So anything bad that happened to me in my life was me thinking God was punishing me. And so as I got older and I started to get into law of attraction, honestly, using law of attraction as like God is the divine creating my life, but law of attraction says I get to create my life too. And so I started putting the two together and I started slowly learning in spirituality that me and God are not separate. Like he is right here, right where I am. God is, he sees me and he knows me and he loves me. And his (laughs) want for me is to be this light that shines for him, for his glory. And so when I started doing that and I started doing these practices that lift me up, that allow me to be tapped and turned on, that allows me to be able to speak from this place of like knowing, I knew that it couldn't be wrong because it feels like my soul, like right now, (laughs) as I'm saying this, like my body is all electrified because I am tapped in. I know whose I am and who I am. And it's just a knowing. And so if it feels off, then it probably is off. Like you have a meter inside of you that tells you when things are not right. And when we start to listen to that and we start to tap into that and trust ourselves, then we'll know when things are not right. Like there are things out there that aren't right, Mm. but I know for sure that meditating, praying and dancing and praising the Lord is not wrong. I know that embodiment practice connecting to myself and knowing who I am is not wrong because I was brought on this earth to find my purpose, to, to be a light in this world. And so if I can do these practices that help me get closer to that, then yes, please. Yes. And more. (laughs) And so I'm on the spiritual journey of myself, of finding these ways of getting connected and opening up. I know people don't when chakras people don't like to talk about even opening up chakras and different energy points in your body right honestly I used to not be able to use my voice I was so disconnected from myself that I shrank I tried to fit into this box of who people wanted me to be but once I started working with opening my throat chakra and singing and that meditation and focusing on it I'm now able to like speak out and say what I need to say when I need to say it. And so I feel like that can't be wrong. That yeah. has to be good because it's helping me get my message out into the world. It's helping me be that light. And so if we look at it in that way, I think that will be our guiding light as to 
what we're doing, if it feels wrong or right, like to your core, like yeah. to your insides, like not just feels wrong or right to your heart, but like to your knowing, to your trueness of trusting in who you are and whose you are. So good. And I, you know, it made me think too, as I've was moving out of the tradition, all the traditional boxes that I grew up in and not, and I don't want, I have to be careful because like that instilled so much goodness in me, like such a good foundation in my faith and prayer and studying the Bible and studying God's word. So I'm not trying, I don't want it to come off. Like I'm discrediting that. It's just that a lot of the times, the way that I grew up, it was like only looked a certain way sometimes, or anything that you did outside of what was talked about was seen as, Oh, that's demonic. Or you're going outside of what what the authority of God is. And like, so one prayer I've had is like, I'm like, Lord, Holy spirit, give me discernment. If something is not of you, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. But if there are these other modalities that are outside of the box that I was putting you in, please open my eyes and ears to it so that I can taste and see. And so that I can experience it. And I have been too. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like he blows your mind when you open up your heart and mind to that, I'm open to whatever it is, Lord, that you may have that will help me be who you have divinely appointed and called me to be. Yes. And he will show you. And like you talked about that knowing it's that knowing and discernment Mm -hmm. that this is good or this is not. Yes. And asking for that. So thank you so much, Josie. This was so, so good. I want you to share as we wrap everything up, if anybody wants to work with you, how they would get in contact with you, if you can share where people can follow you on social media, just all the things in your podcast and everything. Yes. Thank you. This was a beautiful conversation. Thank you for (laughs) having me on here. I am the host of Make Life Fun, especially in motherhood podcasts, where we talk about the big umbrella of self-acceptance and accepting yourself in motherhood, because I truly believe that when we thrive as moms, our children can't help but do the same. And so if we can fill up our own cup, and love upon ourselves, then we can effortlessly and easily give it away to our children. Mm-hmm. And so that is why I started the Make Life Fun podcast was to help moms to heal, to find ways to tap into what truly lights them up and go on their own healing journey because we all have that power for ourselves. And so that is my biggest thing, my biggest project that I'm working on. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And mostly I'm on Instagram on, you can find me at Josie Wheatman at on Instagram. And we'll link all of that in the show notes. So you can just easily, easily click on it and pop up in there. You got to be a part of Josie's world. Like if you want some more positivity in your feed, if you want exposure to stepping into your light and stepping into your best version of yourself, then you need to follow her. Trust me. (laughs) She's been such a blessing to my life. And I just appreciate you just stepping fully into where you felt led to talk today and speaking up where you felt led to speak up. And I just appreciate you being with me on this conversation today. Yes, Stacey, thank you so much. And thank you listeners for listening. And mama, you are magic. You are, yeah, you are. Just remember that you are magic. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Thanks, Josie. You're welcome. I loved that episode with Josie. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it sparked some magic in your motherhood journey and it gave you tools to come back home to yourself, reconnect to your body and really thrive and walk in your calling. Thank you so much, Josie, for this episode. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you have the most wonderful week. 
I will see you again here next week on the Faithful Mom Boss podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast by clicking on that plus sign if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just to make sure you don't miss any notifications whenever I drop a new episode. And if this podcast is something that you tune into and that you're enjoying and that it's impacted you in any way, please do me a favor and leave a review sharing that information. And if you want to connect with me, if you have any questions for me, if you have any topics you want me to explore or address, please go ahead and slide on in on my DMs on Instagram. I would absolutely love to hear from you. See you next